1: Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast from NBC Sports Edge. I am Drew Silva. DJ Short is on vacation this week somewhere on the Jersey Shore, like fist pumping to, to house music and smashing funnel cakes and getting into fights or, you know, maybe just enjoying a re- nice relaxing week with his family who can really say uh, so I've brought back Chris Ranji from KMOX in St. Louis and other various radio stations around the globe. Uh, thanks for coming in again, Chris. What's happening?
0: Hey, man i I feel like clubbing and funnel cakes and fights is more your speed than DJs.
1: I know I'm projecting.
0: Yeah, you're very you're very much a hey, let's get into a fight kind of guy. I've always thought that about you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I like to uh, project aggression.
0: Yeah, you do. Oh, my God, you're so aggressive.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't start them, but I'll finish them. Oh, I'll finish, oh, I'll finish I'll
0: it. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Old start fights. I'll end it, though. That's What's right. up, dude? Good to see you.
1: Yeah, good to see you, too. I, I've been listening to the the show, actually, since you we hung out. What was that on Saturday night? And you showed me actually how to find the podcast of it's called yeah. the show.
0: It is um, very and clever,
1: and everyone. So I've I've been catching up. I, I was listening to a segment today about like sweatiest movies, which was a weird topic.
0: Oh yeah, uh uh-huh. yeah. Well, uh yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff you'll find on the show. And I forgot what started it, but. somebody had mentioned that they went to see Top Gun and then we started talking, they started talking about the 1986 Top Gun and realized Tom Cruise is literally sweating the entire movie. And it's a thing I never noticed, but I guess he is. The only takeaway I've ever really had from Top Gun is just the, I I mean, the confidence you have to have to show up to a lady's house on a first date and say, Hey, Um, by the way, you're late. You show up late and then you say, I'm gonna use your shower real yeah. quick, if you don't mind. Are you kidding me?
1: Well could <laughs> you, you
0: ever in <laughs> your life?
1: If you look like Tom Cruise in nineteen eighty-six or whenever that movie came yeah. out, or even in 2022, you can kind of do whatever you want, I
0: feel like. I guess all five, like, six of them can do whatever he wants.
1: Yeah, the the classic rule for you know being able to find a significant other, like step one. Be attractive. Step two, don't be unattractive.
0: <laughs> He's
1: got that. Yeah, that's down. it.
0: Just be I, handsome.
1: Yeah. I gave you a little homework assignment when I saw you on Saturday to watch The Bear. On I did. Hulu.
0: You, did and you finish you know, it? I finished the whole thing. I, I really like it. It's one of those shows that I think will probably get better if they get picked up again. And I don't know if they're a, you know, like, I don't know if they've already been uh, picked up for a second season. But I'm hoping that by me watching it, that's one person that's viewed them all, and the the you know will help them decide if they're going to bring it back because it's really the character development's really good so far. I mean, you've only had what eight episodes, and it was I like it. I actually like it quite a bit. And I told you that the place that they're using as their as their uh, their beef. It's, so it's about an Italian beef joint. For people who haven't watched it, and maybe you've explained it to your viewers listeners whatever but it's about this italian beef place and i used to live like around the corner from it and down the block and it's good i really liked it and they're using that as the setting for this for the show and i kind of want it to take off I, it, the, I mean the writing is really good i know it's getting good reviews so hopefully that will help but it's all about how many people watch
1: yeah i i mean it's kind of been i don't know when it came out it, it wasn't like super. Uh, it's probably pretty recently, but I, I I heard about it through a podcast that I listened to. I think it's been kind of a word of mouth type show. That's really growing. There are so many shows out there. It's almost like hard for some of them to, to get a groundswell of support, but I feel like this one has, I just, I loved the music of it. And I, yeah, you know, it's like all the kind of bands that I like a ton of Wilco and like Suf, John Stevens, like real, real Chicago type music acts, but then also like counting crows. I I'm a counting crows. Apolog- apologist yeah like a lot yeah. of people dunk on County crows but i i love County crows radiohead kind of, right at the ra- end
0: i think yeah radiohead was that uh final episode but you yeah, you, know, you mentioned that um um what was it uh, uh stevens the guy you like the the song he's got the song called chicago Suf
1: john stevens yeah
0: Suf john Sh- stevens yeah that's him and that i think it's the second to last episode this doesn't really give much away but you hear a dj introducing a song And it's Len Bramer from XRT. And he used to like, I I know the dude. And I was like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting that at all. I heard him talking and I go, oh, that's Lynn. Great. It's uh, it's a very I I like the show quite a bit. I think it's really cool. And I hope they pick up a second season and keeps going because I I do want to see where it goes from from here.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it, but there's a lot of directions that they could definitely go. And yeah, I agree. I think all the acting and the character v- development is great, and they've just kind of scratched the surface because yeah, it was only eight episodes, and I think most of them are around a half an hour. Like the finale was maybe forty-five minutes, but yeah, um, it, yeah, it's it's just a really well-done show, and I, I I I'm I'm sure it's going to get picked up for a second season.
0: Like I would think so. It's you're right. The, the writing is really good. The characters are really good. The acting is good. Which, I mean, that's the show. The, the acting and the writing is the show to me. Yep. So I hope it keeps going.
1: And a ton, there's like a baseball reference in, in every episode. Like yeah. uh, they're talking about Minnie Minoso and uh, yeah. like Duncan on the Cubs. Like I bet you can't even name the first baseman for the Cubs to the uh, I don't I don't <laughs> want to give away too much, but to like the right. what is it? The brother in law. And he's like, Alfonso Rivas. (laughs) (laughs) And I was I was thinking, like, maybe it was Schwindel at that point when they were filming this. But I don't know. Anyway, this is, I guess, a a baseball podcast, usually fantasy baseball. But I don't know. It was kind of a, a slow news day around baseball on Thursday. I was trying to come up with some topics like Aaron Judge is day to day with a little calf tightness. It doesn't sound like a big deal. Uh, Rafael Devers back in Boston's lineup on Thursday night after missing a couple of games with back and hamstring soreness. Bobby Witt Jr. still sidelined with a bruised hand. Uh, He got hit by a pitch on on Tuesday night, but x-rays were negative. He should return this weekend. Uh, Chris Sale struggled with his control (laughs) in a minor league (laughs) rehab start at at AAA Worcester on Wednesday night. And by your laughter, I'm guessing you saw that video.
0: I did. (laughs)
1: When he okay. destroyed Triple A Worcester's clubhouse afterward, <laughs> that was interesting. I I don't know. There was a lot of like hot takes on that whole thing on Twitter throughout the morning and afternoon. I feel bad for Sale because I I don't think he thought that that was going to be filmed, and it looks like it was filmed by Triple A, the Woo Sox's like social media team, which I don't think he probably. That's not good. Yeah. No. He, he, he kind of said, like, they were talking to him right before the Red Sox game because he has joined up with the team and is going to be activated on Tuesday to pitch against the Rays, but yeah, he was kind of like I, I did not know that that was going to be on camera.
0: Usually Chris Sale has his blow-ups behind closed doors, and I know there's some dispute about what actually happened with the jerseys that he allegedly shredded with the scissors or the knife, whatever it was, in the White Sox clubhouse. Um, some people say that didn't happen, but whatever I, he, he's a red ass and that's okay. I don't, (laughs) I don't mind, I don't mind players being red asses. I've, I've been around of them uh, around a lot of them and I think that's all right. I, I don't, I don't know if, if you're a Red Sox fan though, and you see him back in the tunnel, destroying whatever that is that was on the wall and kicking stuff and whatnot. I would be a little irritated Not because he destroyed something. I mean, that would be, well, number one, that is kind of irritating for the poor person that has to clean it up. But I'm sure sales given him a lot of money to do it, you know, to clean up his mess. He's that kind of guy. I think he would. But the the other thing is this dude, people get hurt in the stupidest of ways, you know, bending over to pick up clothes off the floor, sneezing, (laughs) getting out of your pickup truck. I mean, there are all kinds of stupid ways that you can hurt yourself. And when you have not been able to stay on the field over the last couple of seasons. I feel like the last thing you want to do is have a guy go eight nuts in the back and tearing stuff off the wall. You're already hurt all the time, man, just calm down. Otherwise you're going to get yourself hurt by freaking out on inanimate objects. So I'm sure Red Sox fans were probably not too happy about that. Like I wouldn't be, I mean, I know, I know the risk is low that you hurt yourself doing something dumb like that, but it's still there. And when you're never healthy, I feel like the last thing you want to do is put yourself at greater risk of getting hurt again. I don't know. It's a small thing. He's okay. Just got to stop walking dudes, but he's so good. And he's been one of my favorite pitchers to watch over the Me last, too. what, seven or so years. What, what uh, 2012? Yeah. Because I was with the white Sox uh, when they got him. 2010. When they drafted yeah. him 2010. Yeah. They drafted him. Then they brought him up. He was in the bullpen. They started him. He started to feel a little elbow or shoulder something. There was some inflammation, and they got scared and put him back in the bullpen, and he freaked out and on, on him and said, nope, I'm a starter, you jerks. So they then they put him back in the rotation, and he was so much fun to watch, and I feel like wasted, and it's not his fault, but the team wasted so much of his prime talent years. He was so good with them. They had this great one-two punch for a short period of time of, him and Jose Quintana, who was really good at that same time. And they just, the White Sox squandered it. And I'm sure that part of him feels like, you know, th- those were some of the best years of my career and nothing came of it in terms of winning. So I know he's frustrated that he can't get back out there. And I want to see him pitch. I just, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's a good thing that he didn't hurt himself the other day. And, and I hope he does get back on the field soon.
1: Yeah, seven straight all-star appearances between 2012-2018. He finished top six in the Cy Young vote all seven of those years, too. He's awesome to watch when he's fully healthy with that left-handed, funky delivery. I was thinking, like, yeah, when the the Nintendo Wii came out, he was, you know, kind of in his prime. And I was like, they should create a Nintendo Wii game just based on his delivery. Like, you have to copy his delivery or something.
0: I remember Um, it was Joe... Uh, not Joe Maurer. It was Justin Morneau. Um, and, you know, again, it doesn't matter if it was Maurer or Morneau. I can't remember. But both of them um, were MVPs, like recent MVPs. And one of them said it was the most – I think it was Morneau who said it, it's the most uncomfortable at bat he's ever had. Just yeah. being – because the ball's coming from behind him, you know, and he doesn't – like he can't see. And then it just – it. It, it was so impossible to get a good read on him, but there was a time where Chris sale was nearly impossible to hit. And I, I always wondered what it was like to stand in against that and look at it coming in. Cause it wasn't all power. I mean, there was a lot of power there, but just the movement, I mean, left to right, the lateral movement of those yep. pitches is just, dude, I don't know how anybody could hit against that.
1: Yeah, he broke what, what he was breaking there was a TV, but according There's to TV, okay. According okay. to the team, that TV had already been broken by another <laughs> player previously, and
0: sales. Somebody who the, doesn't have. Somebody doesn't have Chris Sales money.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he bought them like a brand new eighty-inch uh, TV, and and paid for whatever like drywall he punched a hole through. So it's it's all fine it's okay. in the end. It's okay. Like, uh, and he he made a point. He's like, this isn't. I don't work at like Bank of America, like you know, you can't like compare what, how I behave to like how, you know, some executive in a boardroom behaves or something like this is, you know, you're asking me to be a professional athlete. There's a lot of emotion and passion that goes into it. And sometimes it it boils over. And I I totally agree with that. Like it's a bad look to do that to a triple a clubhouse, but you know, he has the money to pay for it. And I think, in general, it's good to see passion from guys. Maybe there's a better way to to channel it. I don't know there was a lot of like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen" type tweets today, but that's that's Twitter for you.
0: It's it it wasn't the worst thing that you've ever seen, but it just <laughs> you're right. It's it's not a great look, and you want them to calm the hell down, but m- mainly for the reasons I mentioned. It just you don't want somebody who has difficulty staying on the field. You don't want them to, to put themselves in a position where they could get hurt doing something really stupid. You know, what I mean? like this is a guy who who literally injured his foot and missed the beginning of a season because he was hopping off the back of a pickup truck yeah. onto the ground. And he, he screwed up his his ankle and he missed. I can't remember how many starts it was, but he missed most of spring training because of it several years ago. And I remember he was having to throw from his knees, like just to keep his arm um, or, you know, get his arm in, in shape. He was throwing from his knees for a while. So for somebody who has an odd hit injury history, like cool it a bit, dude, you know what I mean? I don't know. That, that was it for me. That was the most important thing, but uh, thankfully he'll be okay.
1: He did give up five walks in that start. He got pulled after loading the bases with, with walks, which is why he was so frustrated, but Again, the Red Sox are going to activate him on Tuesday to pitch at Tampa Bay. And, I mean, he had a 3-1-6 ERA down the stretch last year, not a huge sample, and, like, the peripheral numbers weren't as good. But just, you know, if if you're playing in a fantasy league, I think you activate him and and hope for the best in that start against Tampa Bay. All right, I want to move on. We did a 12-team draft of World Series favorites the last time I had you on. I guess that was exactly five weeks ago. June 2nd. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Five weeks ago. I was on in
0: June. I don't remember any of that, buddy.
1: We can call it late May. Okay. Either way. had a great uh,
0: time though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like it. Um, (laughs) I wanted to do a a redraft and kind of talk through what has changed. Look at the way the odds have changed. If you want to pull up some odds or something before we do that, a little promo note weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Angels take on the Orioles in Baltimore this Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to peacock.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em Contest. All right. Do you want to hear the – the results from last time we did this i did write them down with the odds yeah. at
0: the time yeah let's do okay. that
1: all right so you took the mets first at plus 750 i took the dodgers second at plus 450 and this is and, world series yeah this is to win the world series okay. and, and these were the odds at the time and i can update as we redraft all right so mets went one i took dodgers two You took the Astros three at plus 900. I took the Blue Jays fourth at plus 1000. You went Yankees fifth at plus 650. I went White Sox sixth at plus 2000. Then you went Angels at seven at plus 1500. I went Brewers (laughs) at eight at plus 1000. You went Padres at nine plus 1200. I took the Braves at plus 1,500, 10th. I, I, really, I really wish I actually put some action on the Braves at the time. And you took the Red Sox 11th at plus 5,000. I remember laughing at you, but that seems like a good pick now. And then I went with the Cardinals at 12th at plus 3,000, just a, a homer pick there. All right. You want to do it again?
0: Yeah, we might as well.
1: Okay. I'll go first this time since I gave you first pick last time. Okay. And I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. This is at plus 400 now. It was plus 650 five weeks ago. Um, they're just on a tear. I mean, the offense is incredible. The pitching has been incredible, too. I, I would worry that the pitching down the stretch into the second half gets a little bit more lackluster. Like, can Cortez keep doing this all year? Jordan Montgomery... Uh, Luis Severino, there are some some question marks in that rotation. Uh, and they're, they're probably going to want to add maybe a reliever or two, but they can do that at the deadline. And if they want to add a position player or two at the deadline, they, they can do that. I'm I'm just I, – I, I love the offense. I love Garrett Cole. I love the back end of the bullpen. And, and if they want to beef up on August 2nd or before then, they're already a juggernaut, and they're going to become even more of a juggernaut.
0: That's a pretty good pick, Drew. I think it's the easy pick because right now it's the best offense, best pitching staff. I mean, they're yep. kind of doing everything right right now. So it's kind of hard to go against them. I'm gonna go with another non-sexy pick. Or actually this might be a sexy pick, but it's not off the wall. I will take the I'll take the Dodgers right now because in in they are a team maybe arguably the other team that's best all round that's remaining in terms of offense, in terms of their, their pitching staff as well. Um, look, they've won already once in this decade. I think they're due for another one. They're good enough to do it again. I know it's difficult to do it multiple times within a, a, a handful of years, But it's a good team, Uh, so I still like the Dodgers, and I will. I don't know what their number is right now. I'm trying to find the. uh, I don't. I don't. I have
1: it at plus four fifty. So the Yankees are the favorite at plus four hundred, and then the Dodgers are right behind them. Yeah,
0: I'm not. uh, I'm not going with value here in this first pick. I just that's just who I think has the best chance to do it outside New York.
1: Yeah, we're we're chalky, and yeah, I mean I like I said with the Yankees and even more so with the Dodgers, they can fill any hole that they need to. They have that kind of prospect capital and obviously the financial capital to like take on a bad contract from a rebuilding team or something like that. Yeah. I I worry a little bit about the bullpen. Like Craig Kimbrell's been, I think scored upon more than he's not been scored upon right since May. Uh, But they can go get some dominant bullpen arms somewhere. They might get
0: two because they can, because they have the resources to do it. So like, that. that's that's one very important thing that you mentioned, that of all the teams, there are a couple that if they need something at the deadline, they're going to get it. It's not yeah. like, a, oh, I wonder if they're going to do anything. No, the Dodgers are going to do it because they can't.
1: They need Walker Bueller back, too, but I think that should happen around August. You know, if he, if he can get, like, a full month before the playoffs, I, I'd feel very good about their chances. All right, I'm going to go and I'll take the Astros. They are on a roll. I do the, the power rankings for NBC Sports Edge every Tuesday, and I was I was telling my co-host Janice Scurry, I was like, if, if there's one – the Yankees have been on top for probably seven or eight weeks now. I was like, but if there's one team that's going to kind of leapfrog the Yankees in these rankings over the next couple of weeks, it's, it's the Astros. They've got definitely the pitching. I feel better about their pitching staff than – Man, I get, I think almost anyone. We'll see if if the Mets get Scherzer and Degrom going at the same time. That could be trouble. But what the Astros have done pitching wise over you know the last, really since like the beginning of June, has just been incredible. Verlander, uh, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier's been incredible. Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy. Um, it's they've got like everything, and they can put one of those guys in the bullpen in the playoffs and have them work as a long man. We see a lot of that in, in modern baseball playoffs, and then. I mean the lineup is is stacked. It's Altuve, Jeremy Peña could could contend for Rookie of the Year. I think Julio Rodriguez is kind of running away with it, but Jordan Alvarez could contend for AL MVP. Um, Alex Bregman can be better than what he's been, and he's been pretty good so far. I'd say the same for Kyle Tucker. Um, and they they're a team that could beef up with a bat at at the deadline, and I think they will, and get maybe some bullpen help too. So I'm going to take the Astros. They are at plus five fifty right now
0: so I, I want to, the Astros are a, a really good bet. And at the risk of being chalky again, well, you know what? I think I'm going to avoid the risk of being chalky because the, the next team would be the Mets, right? Because yeah. they've got the, the next, um their next line with the odds, but I don't want to do that because then we're going like in order. So I think just to change it up and just to pick a team with a little bit of value, you don't have to change it up. All right, fine. I'm going with the Mets. No, wait, I'm <laughs> yeah. not. Uh, wait, hold on. I don't know if I want to take the Mets here. I really don't. Not yet.
1: I, th- I think that th- this is the tier. If you're going to like put these teams in tiers, it's Yankees, Dodgers, Astros, Mets. And then I think there's a bit of a drop off, but maybe you disagree.
0: <sighs> well, you know, you're right. There is. But I'm, I'm kind of thinking with my first pick, I didn't want to take a value pick. All right. So with my second one. I'm kind of leaning Toronto because I like their pitching staff, even though, well, as, as far as the, uh, the results go, I think I like that or I'm sorry, their offense, their offense, they're not really a good pitching team. I think they're like what 14th or 15th. In, yeah. But they, in they can be better right now.
1: The, the offense is underperforming too. They're going to go
0: on a run. Yeah. And that's kind of why And they're at what 1300 plus 1300. That's kind yeah. of why it's attractive to me.
1: Yeah. If you're looking at this from a betting angle, I, I would totally agree with you that that is actually the, the team to take right now
0: yeah because there's honestly nobody else below them that i have any sort of comfort in at all like one of the world series favorites before the season was the Sox, the white Sox, and i'm i have no reason to have faith in them right now to win the whole thing
1: i think that could come together a little bit but not to the level that it can come together in toronto yep and yeah, they're at plus twelve hundred right now. They were plus a thousand when we did this five weeks ago, and they they were kind of sputtering then too. They've they've yeah. not had a great season, um, but with the resources they have, like on the roster right now, I'm not even talking about going and getting guys. That's it's a it's a loaded lineup, and the rotation should be way better than what it's been so far. It's it's been kind of up and down. But you can rely on Alec Manoa. You can rely on Kevin Gosman. Jose Barrios is going to be better than what he has been. And, and Ross Stripling is like a fine, solid, if not better than solid fourth starter. Uh, you say Kikuchi was a, a bad signing, but, you know, they, they, they have maybe Nate Pearson like gets healthy in the second half. They, they're going to have some, some options. I think they've got all the parts to be a, a World Series team. And I agree with you, like anyone below them or even around them, I I can't say the same about
0: that. That is the kind of team that uh, like, even if they're, even if they kind of are where they are right now in terms of production, once a playoff series starts, I really would not want to play them at all. Totally. Like I don't, I don't want anything to do with Toronto.
1: Yep. I like that. So, all right, I'm going to go. So wait, you didn't take the Mets.
0: I did not take the Mets.
1: All right give me the Mets I mean that that's we kind of already broke them down if if I mean Scherzer's back he looked like himself with what 11 strikeouts over six scoreless innings in his first start off the IL Jacob deGrom uh, is he making another yeah on on Friday he'll make his second rehab start he struck out five of the six batters he faced in single a uh, what was that on Monday or on Sunday hit 101 miles an hour if if he is back to Jacob deGrom and Scherzer is Scherzer, and Chris Bassett is coming off the IL mm-hmm. on Friday. Uh, David Peterson has been a great fill. Like they've got everything you need. I what is their uh what are they at right now? They're at plus seven hundred. Um, it's not great value. They were at plus seven fifty five weeks ago, but I, I think the you betting can still find it there. Yeah. Yeah. I think also the betting markets probably realized like this could actually be a better team in the second half than it's been in the first half. And it's been one of their best first halves in, you know, a few decades. Uh, So I I guess we're, we could see another, what do they call that? The subway series in 2000 when the the Mets and Yankees met. It wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if we see that again.
0: I could get down with that. Look, I don't know what it is about the Mets, but I used to, I grew up disliking them a lot, but now I kind of, I don't know. They're, like, I kind of want them to win. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I like Steve Cohen, just kind of says, uh, "I'm going to spend a lot of money and screw the rest of you. I don't care what you think." I appreciate an owner that's willing to say and do that. So, yep. there's a big part of me that wants that to pay off for him. It's not that I get. It's hard to root for billionaires. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say you're you're a, a friend you know to the I mean? billionaire.
0: I'm a, a big billionaire guy, as you know, Drew. <laughs> but i what i dislike the most is a billionaire who acts like they don't have enough money to make a team competitive and this guy appears to be the opposite of that maybe he's got maybe that's naive on my part and he's got me fooled but it seems like that's what he's trying to do and i appreciate that
1: i like buck showalter too
0: do you yeah that's funny I, because I do. A, a guy i used to work with uh uh Ed Farmer, rest in peace, did not mm. like Buck very much. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he did not like him at all. I'm sure um, he's
1: rubbed plenty in the in the media the wrong way at certain points, but yeah, I'm, I'm no. not really in the media. Yes, you are. No. What do
0: you think you are? I'm just a dude. <laughs> you are a dude, but you're just a dude in the media.
1: No, I disagree.
0: Okay. okay. Well, do you write do you write for an outlet?
1: Yeah, but I'm like an aggregator.
0: What What is NBC? What is NBC Sports? What is that? What is NBC Sports Edge?
1: Wow, that's hard to define. It's a, uh, f- a fantasy and betting content company.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Drew, mm-hmm. it's an outlet.
2: I don't know what that means,
0: it means media. <laughs> You're a media
2: guy. I'm a new media guy. (laughs) Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, All right, you you're on the clock. And the I'm clock's on the ticking. clock. All right, what did you you pick? I picked the Blue Jays. You picked the Mets. I hate yep. uh, I don't like any of these teams. Uh, did you pick Braves?
1: No, that's the one that that's I... That's
0: it. I mean, then I'll go with Atlanta.
1: Yeah. That's and the, the only, only one left that I would yeah.
0: The only reason I don't want to is and it's not it's not a good enough excuse, but they just won. That's the only reason I I shy away from them at all is because they just won and it's almost impossible to go back to back. Yeah. So that's it. But it's kind of a stupid reason. I think the, the I mean I, I know it's more difficult because you play an extra month of the season. And that can take a toll on guys the following year. So there's some actual evidence of why it's difficult It more than it just hasn't happened very often, which isn't evidence. That's just the occurrence. Right. Yeah. But I think in this case, you know, if I got to pick this low and I don't believe in anybody else, really, I would go with the Braves who are, are, are more than capable you know, they're really good pitching staff, obviously starting to hit. They've, they've had a, a really good month here. It's a it's a, a, a now a top 10 offense. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like what they're doing. And I don't think they're going to win again, just again, because it's so difficult. But if I have to pick of the remaining teams, it's the Braves.
1: Yeah, It doesn't seem like the the kind of team that would go back to back. But right, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think playing late, so late into the season last year factored into their slow start this year, but they had that 14 game winning streak at the start of June and yeah, they're 26 and seven over their last what 33 games. So they're getting on a roll and I don't even think we've seen the full Ronald Acuna junior, you know, experience yet. I think he's, he's still worked. He's been working through like some nagging leg injuries. So maybe maybe they do it again. And Ozzy Albie's has been out, you know, for going on four weeks now. Once they get him back, Dansby Swanson is having an incredible year. Yeah. He's playing for a contract, and I know Matt Olson hasn't like hit the amount of home runs that a lot of Braves fans would like to see, but he might like set a new record for doubles. You know, he's he's already well on pace to to break the Braves franchise record for doubles, um, and yeah, d- doubles are good too. So I I think that was the obvious next pick. They're at plus 900 right now. And like I said earlier, they were at plus 1500 when we did this five weeks ago. And I really wish sports betting was legal in Missouri so that it would would have been easy for me to to place action on that without having to jump through some hoops to do so. Um, But
0: you you got to get a guy, Drew. I'm not going to. You need an Illinois friend.
1: Yeah, I need an Illinois friend. I don't. I don't know what what you mean by a guy. We gotta. We gotta be careful about. It. <laughs> Moving on. Um, let me.
0: <laughs> don't do anything illegal.
1: No, no, I wouldn't. You know me, never. I know. Let me go with. I guess the Padres. Yeah. Uh, they definitely need offensive help. They've kind of already said they're going to get a bat uh, at the deadline, and so maybe they get the best one available. I don't know who that would be. I guess Andrew Benintendi is interesting, but I don't know if he's, he gives them the power that they need. Maybe the Rockies make like CJ Crone available. They need, they need a slugger for the heart of that lineup. And then they need to get Fernando Tatis Jr. Back. They keep like delaying his season debut. I, I think we're now into looking at like early to mid August for him. His um, just his, his left wrist has not really healed since that motorcycle accident over the off season. I'm a little bit concerned about that, but I, I would assume he's going to be ready at some point before the end of the year. And, you know, I love Joe Musgrove. You Darvish is kind of up and down, but like you have those two in a, in a in a playoff series, I would feel pretty good about it. And if you can get some innings out of Blake Snell and Sean um, they've got the pieces to, to be pretty interesting. But I, I think there's some work to do to patch the holes on that roster right now. They are at what are they plus fourteen hundred. Five weeks ago, they were plus twelve hundred. So maybe even a little bit better value right now. But again, I, I think we're we're kind of working into the area of teams that aren't necessarily likely to to go on a World Series run.
0: No, um, and and you, yeah, I mean you could get a really good price on them if you wanted to right now. But I just don't I don't like any of the remaining teams. So it, which makes me as I move on to my pick like really want to take a swing and Orioles. <laughs> no, no, well, not that kind of swing. <laughs> I'm not trying to give up money on purpose. I kind of want to take the Phillies.
1: Oh, I was thinking that man, they're at plus 4,000 where I'm looking yeah, I at. I know, the points, right? But
0: yeah, they're like 40 to one right now. And like Har-
1: Harper's coming yeah, back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's right. Like they're not a great offense, especially with him out, but they're good enough to win in the playoffs and their pitching has been pretty good. And Nola and, and Wheeler have been really good. And I, would feel pretty good about the two of them. One, two starting a, a oh, playoff yeah, series. totally. So, I mean, I guess it gets a, a little dicier after that, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I like, I like as far as being a dark horse candidate, I kind of like the Phillies because the last thing I'm worried about is offense when you get to the, to the playoffs. That's yeah. the last thing I worry about. I mean, I, I worry about how good your pitching staff is. I mean, I worry about offense too, but you know, I'm looking at a pretty good pitching team here right now.
1: The the top end talent on that team, like there are certainly depth issues, but the top end talent sometimes that's all you really need to win a playoff series, yeah. and and they've got it. I'm going to go with man. I want to take a big swing too, and I'm I'm eyeing the Seattle Mariners at plus twelve plus twelve thousand. Dude. They've played much better baseball lately. They certainly need some some power, some offense. But uh, Robbie Ray has like figured out his command issues. I guess sometimes that's a temporary thing with him, where he figures it out and then issues a bunch of walks. Logan Gilbert is a rising ace. Uh, Chris Flexen's like a steady number three. I don't know. Julio Rodriguez is gonna like he might finish with. I think what is he on pace for right now? He's on pace for 30, nearly 30 home runs and 40 stolen bases.
0: He's what back to back rookie of the month, right?
1: Yeah. He's, he is, I mean, he's a runaway favorite for, for rookie of the year. Um, Man, I'm not, I mean, (laughs) if I'm being realistic, I would go with the Red Sox here, but I'm, I'm going to just put me down for Mariners and now you're up.
0: All right. Um, I'll take the Sox. Yeah. I'm going to take the White Sox here. Um, oh, the
1: White Sox. Okay.
0: The White Sox. Yeah. And the reason I'm going to go with them is. Ah, all right. Eloy's back. Yeah. Yeah. Eloy's back. Their offense. Oh, it, it's good enough, I think, to win in a playoff series, I think. But um, I we were just talking about top end talent. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's all you need to get through a, a few series. And with Lucas Giolito, and I know it, it's kind of been a down year for him, or it hasn't been as good. Dylan Cease has been really good. I'm a little concerned about Michael Kopech with the innings, but still, Lance Lynn has been out for most of the year. Yeah. And once he finally gets in a groove, I feel really comfortable with Lance Lynn. So you might have a pretty good, depending on how things shake out at uh, once you get to playoff time, if you have Lynn... And you have Cease maybe at your, your one, two. And if Giolito can, you know, like nothing is wrong with him, I think there's kind of you know, maybe he, some con- injury concerns there.
1: He's looked a lot better over his last couple of starts. Like, right. I think that's almost the most important. It's even more important than like Dylan Cease being awesome is if G- Giolito can just be like. Yes.
0: Steady. The only. The only concern I would have with Giolito is if something is underlying wrong, like there's something bothering him, because there were a lot of people speculating over that. He had about a four or five game stretch where he just didn't look right. And that's what people said. Okay, maybe something's wrong with him. And you know, pitchers, they'll try to pitch through it or think it's not that big of a deal. And I don't have any indication that there's something serious wrong with him, but that would be the only reason I'd be concerned. But let's say you have him healthy and you have C's healthy, and you have Lance Lynn, who's only thrown 27 innings, so he's yep. fresh. I mean, this dude's fresh, right?
1: Yeah, it was just uh, a I little mean, knee a little knee procedure, so he should be good to go.
0: Yeah, and Johnny Cueto, even, you know, like a back-end guy, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I like that rotation. Uh, I'd feel pretty comfortable with the pitching staff. It's just, I don't know, the team's kind of a mess, but again, we're getting toward the – you know the, the we're, we're at the teams that you're not you don't think have much of a chance anyway so of the teams remaining you got to pick one i i would go with the Sox.
1: i think you just talked yourself back into enthusiasm around the white Sox. which
0: yeah give it a minute <laughs> yeah
1: i'm glad we could do that for you yeah on today's show all right we'll let you go uh thanks for joining us thanks we're for... done already yeah aren't we you did six I and know. i did six
0: did I do six? Okay. You wrote them down. Yeah. I didn't write them down.
1: Yeah. No, we're, we're okay. both good. I'm, I'm, I took Mariners with my final pick.
0: Nobody Even picked though, the Cardinals. You didn't pick your Cardinals at plus 4,000.
1: I think they're in real big trouble. Um, really? Because they need they need at least one really effective starter, starter. if not yeah. two. And I, I don't know who's out there. Like Frankie Montas, it's he's going to go injection. to a... a Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. His shoulder—he needed a cortisone injection for his shoulder, and I never like to hear that. Kyle Hendricks is on the injured list with a a shoulder Mm -hmm. injury. Um, Tyler Malley of the Reds just went on the injured list with a shoulder injury. Those are the—that's kind of the market where they'd be swimming, you know. And I think Montas is going to be too expensive for them in in terms of prospect uh, return. So I don't think, even if he's healthy, I don't think I think another team's going to outbid them for him so you're talking about like okay maybe they get madison bumgarner yeah. he's you know it's he's well past his prime i just i don't i don't know they they've got nolan Arnato and paul goldschmidt and they should be able to to field a more competitive team than they have but you see what happens when they play teams over, above 500 and hey in playoff series anything can happen but and i think they will get into the wild card I do too. They'll they'll do just enough at the deadline, and then I guess we'll find out. But um, I would not be betting on them right now. They're at plus thirty three hundred, which I guess is is fun value if you want to place ten bucks on it or something. But I I wouldn't make a big commitment to that. I'd rather commit to the Mariners at plus twelve
0: thousand. Oh, yeah, and you did that. Well, anyway. there's a bigger payoff for you.
1: Thanks for mm-hmm. uh, for tuning in subscribe to the circling the bases podcast wherever you get your podcast follow us on twitter i'm at drew Silve what's your twitter name chris Ranji?
0: yeah just at chris Ranji. i, I nice. went uh, i went as clever as, uh, as we went with the show yeah. on kmox
1: <laughs> you're a real marketing genius right yep
0: All everybody's right. talking yep. about how lame the name is see now you know now you've you heard of it that's yeah.
1: really smart at least they're talking about it right right you bad it. press is press.
0: That's right. All right. Goodbye. Bye.
2: Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing.